0: Alright, this is us. You are you. I'm me. He's him. So, uh, yeah, all us dirty heathens getting together. All the brilliant people of the world. All the pretty motherfuckers of the world. And uh, we're going to have us a conversation. Yes. Okay, sounds like we have a whole lot ready and waiting to go. Because we wing everything. Uh, What's that word? Um, It's improv? Yeah. Well, yes, but no. Yeah, yeah, actually it is improvise. Identify improvise overcome. Yes. So, um, yeah, anyways, I'm rather excited for a moment for me to slide in that one video of the chipmunks which it's going to slide in on uh, on Telegram because every time I do something like that, we end up losing. <laughs> it's like a weird game. How many people are going to leave because they see something that is just unbelievable to their eyes and it challenges their version of reality? Five, six, ten, twenty? And how many is going to come in because they're like, oh, wow, reality. Because we always end up losing, what, one to one to ten people. And then a couple hours later, they're right back. Well, while I mean, the numbers are back.
1: Well, I mean, one thing that we keep trying to point out is reality. Because this is one of the... I think it's a result of like the Wiccan sphere. Mm-hmm. Is paganism almost becomes for a lot of people, and instead of returning to ethnic faith, it becomes escapism. Mm-hmm. So it's so when you confront them with reality, they
0: tend to not like it. Right. Well, it's like uh, the conversation that we was having last night when I said, for all these people that like to talk about nature and returning to our nature and and all this this fluffy bunny shit. All you have to do to identify if they actually know what they're talking about is ask one question. Well, two. Name, can you name any carnivores or can you name any herbivores? If they name a single animal, they don't know nature. Because I've been making people a little disturbed. Even within our own personal friend group, because I will share... Well, anybody that follows our YouTube or our Telegram has seen where I've put up picture of the deer just... Chowing down on a bunny rabbit or the chicken nuggets, the horse sucking up uh, chicks like they're chicken nuggets and just chewing them up. Or the chipmunk hunting baby birds, which hasn't gone out yet. And I wasn't going to tell him what it was, but yeah, a chipmunk hunting baby birds. Yeah. Because they're all mammals, at least in the north, and I'm pretty sure probably everywhere is omnivores. All all these, these. well, cows don't eat meat. Yes, they do. They, as a matter of fact, they will get sick and die if they don't have some kind of animal protein. Do they need as much as, say, you or a wolf or a bear? No, but they do need some. Same way with horses and sheep, et cetera, et cetera. When they're out there in the pasture kicking around, they aren't digging up grass. They're birds, snakes, mice, uh, even worms. They, they eat more than just grass. Well, and here's and the grass o- is really a piss poor description, anyways. Grass well, is what you get in your lawn.
1: Well, and the real thing is, are mm. you more? Is your diet naturally more meat heavy or more
0: vegetable heavy? Yeah, that's the only question. So, every, like, every mammal is actually an omnivore. So, like uh, hyperboreans, us. Well, lamb born mammal. Because I honestly I don't know enough about um, dolphins, porpoise. I don't know enough about them. And yes, I know that they're mammals. But to be honest, to be fair. I don't know enough about those. They might eat seaweed. I don't know. Plankton. Yeah, plankton, which I think is technically a plant, even though it's also an animal. It's plankton's weird. We we won't discuss plankton, but I I don't know. They might or m- may not. But anybody that's not just trying to desperately trying to prove Celtic God wrong because technically, no, 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 <laughs> no, fuck off, go away. Well, and it's it's partly because
1: people want to have these clean-cut lines, and nature doesn't work that way. There
0: isn't it's, a clear-cut really line. It's really one of the symptoms of civilization. We talk about it quite frequently. Well, it's
1: because we zone things off. This area is just for bakeries. This area is just for houses. This area is just for factories. In nature, everything's all together, and it's beautiful, wonderful order. Because chaos, it's, it's a really great meme. It's you have a, a pine tree branch, mm-hmm. and this is order. And then they separate it out and basically catalog Stack all the nee- needles uh- and all the little tiny branches. Yes. And that is chaos. It is. Here's the thing, though. Like right now, uh, where we live, there's a bunch of trees. They're tearing them down. They're doing their best is to destroy it. But there's a bunch of trees. And then if you're well, go- they
0: doing their best to destroy it without anybody noticing.
1: Yes. Because but- they're doing it slow. Yes. But the we're not in a wood. We're not in a forest. We are in an area with trees, which then means there is more to a forest or woods than just there being trees. Mm-hmm. But people being in it does not inherently make it not woods or trees because for instance, let's say you live in a treehouse village. Are you not in a
0: forest? Yes. I mean, potentially you are. Because yes, you can have a lot of trees around, but if there's no animals, it's a dead forest. Yeah, and that's this one's not even completely dead because we get
1: squirrels and raccoons Mm. and birds and stuff. But, oh, and even deer. There's some deer that live around here. But um, there isn't a clear-cut thing where nature's environments end. Like, you can say, well, the forest, it turns into, like, oak savanna before it actually turns into savanna savanna.
0: Technically. Technically. Uh, Here's the thing. By the way, the reason why I keep saying that is because I I broke this back out uh, of my repertoire to be to use the the fancy 25 cent word. As soon as somebody says, "Well, technically, you can almost guarantee bullshit is coming out of their mouth right behind it." Pretty much. Um part of the reason for bringing
1: this up is there's been this I guess you could call it Push back on the idea of paganism as a nature religion, which is fair because the way most people end up doing it is worshiping trees and using, you know, a a chakra crystal as a dildo or something. Right. So that in terms of being a nature religion, no, but taking it in the opposite direction where you try to detach it from nature and make it like Christianity, which is a purely civilized religion, that is also incorrect. -hmm. The the weirdest thing is, I've heard this from one of those people. He might have changed his opinion because he actually, like any. We have actually encountered a couple people that change their opinions. They're rare, but it does happen. Uh, Jack Donovan, I think, is his name. But he pushed against the idea of it being a nature religion. But he also pushes, I guess, metrosexual barbarism. It's hard to tell with him. Yeah. I mean, he he is who
0: he is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But he's done some good for some people and he doesn't annoy me too much. So, whatever. But um, he pushes against the idea of it in nature religion. But he also sacrifices goats to Emir, So that's his own nonsense.
0: Which would be fine as long as he skins them, cooks them up, everybody eats them. He he does the stereotypical shit of painting it in its own blood and all that stuff. Might just be doing it for the cameras, honestly. Uh, Who knows? But I do suggest, because spring is coming up, somebody with a pig. Or a goat, because those are good too. Or a cow. um, Or a bunch of chickens. Get a bunch of people together and then sacrifice one of your animals, if it's a larger one, and have a cookout.
1: Yes, and And by sacrifice. And
0: feed your friends and family and be like, I sacrificed this pig to you just to watch them freak out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He doesn't mean literally sacrifice it. Like, don't paint a bunch of runes on yeah, your pig all and tie it down to, to a stone table and talk about how it's going to the moon goddess and bring the blade down. Right, no.
0: and then throw it out. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need do that. That, none of the um, no, just sp- shrines or or fancy stone table. You don't need none of that. Just slaughter the animal and let people know that you sacrifice an animal for them, so that we could get to uh, because people will understand it that way. I've, I've done it and nobody even cringes. Oh yeah, I had like six pigs so I figured I'd sacrifice one so that we could have this this dinner. They understand instinctively without even really thinking about it that I gave one of my pigs up so that everybody could have a cookout and usually without batting an eye, they're like oh wow, that's so cool thanks. I really appreciate the uh, the get together and um, are we having a fire Well usually with me if I'm in the country they, they know that there's gonna be a fire because it's all set and ready to go for just before it gets dark but yeah, it's it's a thing. And those if you do it that way, they instinctively know what it is that you're doing. And that has nothing to do with some weird, you know painting your pig with uh dew drops or whatever fucking weird things in fashion this week. I don't know. I've stopped trying to figure out what's in fashion this week. and in- Well, that's like with our telegram. It's like screw it. I I ain't even worried about growing it anymore. I'm just we're just doing things that we find fun that we think people might be able to actually and understand if you like the it, message. if you like it, join it.
1: Right. But another thing with our, um, the thing is most pe- forms of ethnic faith. I hate the term paganism, but ethnic faith sounds so pretentious, even though it should be the opposite of sounding pretentious. Anyway, we it's natural to us. Mm-hmm. And the reason that most people can't fathom that it's natural is they define... Paganism by the gods, by using letters as magic for reasons, and
0: pretty much the aesthetics. Well, all the things that you have time to do when, you know, you don't really have much to do. It's like uh, the argument with the, the beard. Men, grow out your beard because that is paganism. Because shaving it is the action, allowing it to grow is the the natural state. Oh, so that means let your fingernails grow long. Pagans have long, long fingernails because they never cut their fingernails. Well, no, if you're actually doing things nat- in a natural order, your fingernails never get long. It's like the out- outdoor dog. How often you got to cut his nails if he's outside all the time? You never have to cut his nails, his claws, because they get wore down. Our fingernails are the same way. If we're always doing something, the fingernails stay short. They just get wore down as they're growing out. That's why they grow the way that they do. Cutting your nails is a mark of civilization because they grow long because we're not using our hands the way that we're supposed to. Well, it's like our hair.
1: Mm-hmm. The whole guys should have long hair. Anybody that pushes that men should have long hair does not do actual physical labor.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the raw of it. Because I've seen guys with short hair, their hair, it's always the same length really really physically active they're in the woods or they're, they're farming They're taking care of animals they never cut their hair they're like oh i haven't cut my hair in 10 years oh why isn't your hair long oh it gets snagged on stuff or i'll accidentally set it on fire or same rule with facial rubbing hair against stuff it just wears off well
1: same thing with facial hair because like our beards yes they can grow past your dick and to your feet for some people mm. but for most people our beards usually the the longest it can get naturally, naturally is about the
0: bottom of your chest. Basically if you're if you're pretty big belly button maybe. Mm-hmm. That's about as far. Right and it depends on what you're doing but if you're messing with fire and you're messing with knives and you're well you're bellying up to stuff because you're having to work on it. Well and or then or if you have stuff, um or lifting stuff and setting it well, on your belly your beard ain't going to go longer than that.
1: No and it's partly because that's for most men that's the the stopping point because mm-hmm. like myself If we are not actually physically fit, then my chest... Because basically, when I'm standing, my um, muscles in my abdomen push out past my uh, rib cage. Mm -hmm. But it looks concave
0: if it doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like um, uh, the old wolf there. There's a few pictures he's showing off his abdominal muscles. Great build, by the way. But I can tell when he's taking pictures when he's hungry versus when he's taking pictures shortly after he's eaten because of the way that the abdominal muscles are lined up. So it's, is your belly full? Is your belly empty? Have you recently worked out as in like a few minutes ago? So they're they're all engorged with blood or has it, have you just slept the night? Ah, there's a reason
1: we don't tend to look good in the morning. It's, partially because we were just lying down like a freaking brick
0: for a while <laughs> but the other reason is we were literally in repair mode yes because we, we really only heal while we're sleeping but as far as the uh, the natural state of things like I will advocate advocate for guys to shave their head is that an action it sure is then why do I advocate for guys to shave their head? Because it makes the helmet stick to your head. It also, psychologically, has been proven to be more intimidating. Yes, there's least, that too. At
1: least among white people, but it seems to spread to the other races. It, honestly, it makes, it
0: makes us look bigger.
1: Well, and stronger and more intimidating. Because this is basically what looking at how our males seem to work. You basically go, first sign uh, in terms of just neck up first sign of maturity facial hair being able to grow a beard that's when you've kind of hit manhood because like uh, that old old saying that you're uh, that old the old people of the UP used to say it's oh, not a beard not till beard you're, until you're 30 yet. doesn't mean ma- matter if you can tuck it into your belt it's not a beard till you're 30 mm-hmm. same rule It's just with, the foundations that the beard
0: is going to grow
1: on <laughs> yes and like the spartans you weren't a man you weren't considered a man that you and could get married until you were 30 mm-hmm. that's just natural It's just the basic thing of Hyperborean males. We mature slower, but the payoffs, if we've done our our stuff correctly, are massive. Because by the time you're 30,
0: you're basically a beast. Well, and something else I've noticed that happens in uh, many circles of life. I'll just say modernity in general, because it's not a city thing and it's not a country thing. But you get the young guy, he starts getting a scruff and it's like he's got five hairs on one side of his lip and no hair on the other side of his lip and 10 pieces of hair scattered over the entirety of his jawline he's excited because he's starting to grow a beard most people will be like shave that off it looks scruffy it looks bad blah 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 my approach is here let's go get you a beard brush and by the way make sure to water it but don't mess with it too much you know don't wa- uh don't don't apply too much soap to that hair because the soap will get in the follicles and knock the hair right out and then you'll just end up with a pimple and it has to start all over again and don't don't ail it because it'll make the hair slippery and it'll fall out. The skin, the oils from your skin is enough and just brush it and water it and then they get excited and they're actually proud and, and excited to become a man where I've seen where the guys have been pushed to, to shave those 15 hairs on their face and actually watch the pride and being masculine drain right out of them. Well, like myself, I've only shaved, I think, like
1: less than 20 times mm. in my entire life. And yes, I had the embarrassing
0: patchy puberty thing. Yeah.
1: Puberty beard. Um, but it uh, <clears throat> it actually was something of a confidence booster when mm-hmm. I was younger, even when it was patchy as fuck. And then every time I shaved it, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And um, it's it's just a natural thing. It's like women.
0: You're not gonna tell women to just start removing their breasts. Well, unless you're insane. Because yeah, yeah. There that, are people that will do that, but they are patently insane, and uh, they need something that medication just won't fix. Yes, they need uh, five cc's of axe. Yes. Um. Anyways. CCC is axe. Anyways, the older guys letting the younger guys teach them stuff. And if the younger guy doesn't have anything to teach them, taking them out and teaching them stuff. Like, I don't know. I've, I've met young guys. Like, I grew up doing archery. I've met young guys. They, they took up archery. And after a few months, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, I shoot a bow and this and that. I'm like, hey, let's go do that. You can maybe you can teach me a couple things. And then what I'll do is I'll basically pretend I don't know anything, and have them walk me through step by step. And I don't pretend to be stupid. I'm just like, teach me as if I've never done this before. Well, and, and it's, they, they actually get excited, and it starts building a relationship. Building relationships is so freaking important. Naturally,
1: males we re- we require we require mentors, mm-hmm. and and. Sometimes your dad can fit the bill, but more often than not, it's an outside mentor,
0: whether that's... Well, because dad's just dad. No matter how cool, no matter how able dad is, sorry guys, you will always just be dad. There can be a a friend of yours. He does the exact same things that you do, just not quite as good. And your son will go to him to learn stuff because you're just dad. Yeah, it's partly why the... uh,
1: the uncles and things used to be a lot more important in the overall family life was dad's just dad. You might respect dad. You might even look up to dad. You might even want to be like dad, but you kind of want to go hang out with uncle Phil.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing and it's perfectly natural. It's perfectly fine. And yes, all boys in natural environments, they end up stepping up to dad at some point.
1: Well, it's the nat. It's like, all animals eventually the young male wants to see where he stands in the social hierarchy the male
0: has to beat him and beat him quickly the and, and preferably without hurting him that's well, the scary that's what happened to me anyways i stepped up i stepped up to the old man and he's like don't don't and i was being young and pretentious and i'm sure you can figure out what my behavior was like Next thing I know, the entire world just spun. And when it stopped, I was up against the wall with a hand on my neck. I could still breathe perfectly fine, but there was such force there that I couldn't move. And his fist was so close to my face, I could see the hairs on his knuckles individually. And in a very calm voice, he asked if I was sure I wanted to do that. Nope, you win.
1: Well, and that's... Part of the problem is by combining the masculine and feminine spheres, neither is getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Because how you rear a... Well,
0: how, uh, not not to interrupt, but I do have to throw in. I understand in today's world, uh, your little bitch son is probably going to call the cops on you.
1: Yes, which is partly why you just kicked the little bitch son to the curb. Right. But the, the thing is, is the masculine sphere, we are very physically oriented. Women are... They can get physically aggressive. Like you've told me about how the women in your family straight up stabbed
0: a bitch. Yes. And they covered it up because it wasn't any of the men's down. Because did. none of the men knew that it happened until they saw the bandage on her arm. Huh. What happened to you? Cut yourself in the kitchen? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't know for a
1: while what happened. Uh, what happened? But the women's sphere is the women's sphere. And it functions differently from the masculine sphere. This is natural. The combination of the two has caused nothing but problems because men can't solve things the way men do, and women can't solve things the way women do. Mm-hmm. So we're both we both don't learn how to solve well, problems. So what, what anymore.
0: we end up with is men being discount women and women be, women being discount men, which then means males aren't being men and women or females aren't being women. Well, it's actually.
1: Um, and I'll actually give some credit here because she brought it up recently as well. As Lady Lazarus, she pointed out there is this false dichotomy, and it's something I already considered. But you can either be feminine and have no skills, or be skilled and be non-feminine. Yeah, this is kind of the way it's been set up. This is not the case, women, and yeah. there, that's not how it should be. Well, and the other thing is is that there, just like there's many different kinds of masculinity, there are many different kinds of femininity. But here's the disclaimer people always use that to excuse their own weakness there, there are many different kinds of masculinity but there's also something called femininity and at a certain point you aren't being masculine right and feminine isn't soft and weak no no femininity can be extremely aggressive because like
0: well it doesn't even it doesn't have to be aggressive it is its, strong. its
1: own unique strength. Well, and there's no rule saying women can't be physical fighters. It's just women, if you're honest with yourself, most of you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. All these quote-unquote shield maidens online, if you were raised from childhood to be a, or with the option of being a warrior right next to the men, but you, there were no sexual, sexually... Um, segregated areas so the men the males over here and the women over here and you don't fight each other because that's not how real combat works so any female that chooses to stick around is fighting men on full terms Mm -hmm. well yeah most women don't want to do that
0: like when i was a paid fighter like getting paid to get into the ring i didn't make it big so don't get all excited so my story in the fighting circuit is like most fighters in the fighting circuit they get right to the door. They get some paid gigs, but they never make it on the TV. So anyways, this, this female fighter, she's, she likes to fight. She's unfortunately got very e- egotistical because she trains with men. So she knows how strong men are and she beats men up all the time and so on and so forth. And I'm trying to explain to her, well, no, you're not. These guys are playing with you. They're not trying to hurt you. And she thought that they were. So, me being the gentleman I am, I'm like, we have a ring right here. There's lines laid out on the mat. I would prefer if you would wear a little extra padding because I will go at you as if I'm sparring a man. Not even fighting him, but sparring a man. So, we get across from each other. I let her start to move. So rather than calling go or anything like that, I I let her start to movement. One punch, dead center of the chest. Same as I would do to, say, you, for instance, if we're having a heavy-duty sparring match, but not actually fighting. Knocked her out of the ring. Knocked a breath out of her. She starts crying because she immediately, not because I hurt her, because she was used to, to pain, but because she realized all these other guys had lied to her. Guys, don't lie to the women when you're teaching them how to fight. A woman... And that was her problem. As I was was explaining to her, you get in... You end up getting in the ring with somebody bigger and stronger than you. You're going to get your ass kicked fighting the way that you're fighting. You need to fight more like a woman. Evade. Don't tank. Guys, we have a tendency to tank. We'll weave and bob a little bit, but we don't really move around. A woman the way that the women in my family would fight, and I watched them legitimately kick the crap out of some guys that were trying to hurt them, they dance. It's an evasion. It's like dancing around a tree and chopping it down versus... The man version, which just approaches the tree, chops halfway through it, and then pushes it down.
1: Well, basically, the way all women, regard almost all women, regardless of size, have to fight is what we would call the wolf style for mm-hmm. men, which is mostly evasion and quick attacks to vital bits. Yeah, you know, like to use a fantasy term, well, like, like the, my the rogue, she
0: took, or she, the assassin, she took that guy out in like three seconds. Of course, she had a club, but evasion and three quick successive raps with the club because she knew she had to take them down quick or not take them down. The way that that she would explain it is, okay, guys can stand there and duke it out and get hit four, five, 10, 15, 20 times, depending on how tough they are, and, you know, depending. But a male can take several blows from another male before succumbing, assuming that he's not a pansy, uh, or get, you know, the lucky shot because the lucky shot is a real thing but she would also explain to these same girls a female on the other hand one or two shots and it's done where the guys can stand there just trading punches don fry style just trading punches just bam 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 and beat the guts out of each other oh yeah that 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 japanese man was terrified females can't take that kind of punishment because they're not designed for that specific kind of punishment. They can take a lot of punishment in a different way where men will just fold like paper because we aren't designed to take that kind of punishment. Like body shots. Man, women can take some body shots. That's why I had no problem punching that one fighter check in, in the chest.
1: I mean, it'll hurt like heck, but to oh, yeah. use well, an pain example. Pain
0: injury is two different things. Well, and Hawkeye.
1: The way that they basically are designed to take body shots is the way that it was in the Hawkeye show. It, they'll still hurt, oh, but yeah. the way is basically they can go flying because they don't tank. They're the, lighter. They're lighter, so they don't tank it. So most of the actual force of the impact is sent in flying them backwards. So mm-hmm. so long as they can regain their composure,
0: they can tank that hit better. The same idea as anybody out there that's a fighter has probably experienced this. And if not, here's a tip for you. You're, you're fighting a guy that's a heavy hitter and you know that you cannot avoid the blow, you can't block it, you can't deflect it, you're just going to have to eat it, don't plant. Actually, jump up just just barely, barely like a sixteenth of an inch up, up off from the ground. And when you get hit, it's, most of that force is put, is put into moving you rather than breaking your ribs. Well, and I don't
1: like using non-hyperborean versions of culture, but... There's actually a couple good scenes in anime that establish the difference between say a bear a bear type fighting mm-hmm. and versus a wolf type fighting. There's uh Thorfinn f- and uh Thor call or whatever I don't, I don't know, Anyways. but it's from Vinland Saga and it does establish they tried. they tried, but the basically the big guy could pretty much take the small guy out with one hit but the small guy's really good at evading mm-hmm. because it is established in the fight that it would just take one hit and he'd be out. Mm-hmm. This is the reality. But at the same time, there it's like the fight in uh, Troy, Achilles versus Baracus. Oh. I forget his name. Yeah, the, 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 the opening big, fight. The opening fight. Achilles wins with one hit, even though he's fighting wolf style in that scene mm-hmm. because he goes straight for the kill. Right. He evades the attack, and then goes straight for the kill. That's how Achilles fights. It's actually interesting because Achilles effectively never gets a single... His supposed invulnerability is irrelevant because he never gets hit until he gets hit in the Achilles Wait, heel which, anyway. Which is
0: actually accurate to the lore. Achilles' skin doesn't turn blades. He just never gets hit until the one time that he does. And then he then bad shit, shit goes sideways for him and, and we know how the story ends. But according to the lore... With the dipping in the river sticks, is that what it was? Yeah, uh, dipping in the river sticks makes him invulnerable. So on and so forth. He never gets hit. For the entirety of his life, he never takes damage on the battlefield because he never actually got hit. Well, and I think and there's no stories of and the thrust of this mighty spear penetrated his his breastplate and was the tip was bent upon his sternum. There's no stories like that. Well, and the thing is,
1: Achilles, even though he does fight wolf style in that movie, I think in the um, actual Iliad, he gets older because mm-hmm. at the beginning, he's a youth, which is mm-hmm. why he's got the longer blonde hair and no, he, no beard.
0: It explains why he got dead in the one story is because he, if you have a really athletic style like that, which is good, it is, it's perfectly fine as you get older. You can't fight the same way anymore. Um, this is where I definitely recommend armor. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is the way
1: our males work is when we're young, mm-hmm. we can fight really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. We're good at, at agile. We're actually built for it. That's why our youths tend to be leaner. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the weird ones because I kind of had a very brief period where I was lean and then I basically bulked up really quickly. Mm-hmm. But once you're bulked up, you basically have to switch to a tanking method, which is very different from the evasion method because you're too big, you're too bulky. You can still even be graceful in how you move, but it's not going to matter.
0: Great. Well, like the, the bear versus the wolf. Sometimes the wolves end up chasing away the bear. On occasion, they'll even kill him. Notice I said they, not he. The bear, on the other hand, he doesn't fight static, but he can't move around the same way that the wolves do, but the wolves, they move in and out because if that bear hits them, they're done. But let's say wolves got as big as bears. Well, now they're Now not- a wolf's body, uh, a, wolf, a wolf's fighting and hunting style is going to have to change.
1: Oh, yeah, because... Like, if a wolf actually did get, like, those big godlike wolves in fantasy movies where they're as big as bears.
0: Right, like the, the for, big old dire wolves and stuff.
1: Yeah, they would not actually be pack hunters at that point. They'd be too mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Well, that and how do you feed the pack? Yeah. It, you, you need equally big prey. You would actually, they would actually adapt a bear-like social structure. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, lions don't do that, but they're kind of like that midway point. They're not well, quite bear-sized. Also look at
0: the, the prey that they have. They're pretty big and they're pretty fast. And a lot of prey.
1: Which is also another weird thing that people forget is the North used to have a crap ton of animals. Big Mm. ones, too. Yeah. Wooly rhinos, mammoths. I don't Mm. think we had mastodons. I think those were only in North America and South America. Well, technically, technically, it doesn't fucking matter. Big, giant, hairy elephant. Yeah. Big, giant, hairy elephant that I really wish was still alive because I really want to ride one. Anyways. (laughs) It can't help it. Every uh, Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to ride a mammoth. I think I
0: think all all little Hyperborean monsters, because we're monsters. All the, the little Hyperboreans wanted to ride the, the woolly mammoth and the bear and the dire wolf. And the probably de- a dragon or two. A deer. Yes. Well, uh, but the big deer, not those wimpy deer we have yes. now.
1: Moose just aren't doing it. I mean, I wish we still had the Irish elk. That'd be
0: so freaking epic. The poor moose is so derpy.
1: He's so derpy. He's like the retarded
0: cousin. of The angry retarded. Because, man, are they dangerous. Anybody that's been around moose, and wild moose, because in the zoo don't count. Oh, yeah, dude, they are, don't mess with the moose. They well, say don't mess with the bull. No, go ahead and mess with the bull. Do not mess with the moose. Man. And here's the
1: thing is you don't notice a moose is there until you see the moose. And you don't always see the moose tilts it's right on top of you, oh, and then yeah. you are in the moose's space. And he I don't will kill know you. how something that hard, that big, can be that invisible, especially with how derpy they look. Yeah, it, it their legs literally look like the like the retarded horse from Family Guy,
0: and they're magic. They're magic because I've gone out to areas where I, where I'm from in the, the UP. Uh, I don't know if they officially say that there's moose there or not, but there's moose there. But you see them out in the swamp, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, look! It's only like ankle deep, so the it's not deep out there." Go out to the to see exactly how big it was by examining the track, and um, yeah, I'm swimming chest deep. Yeah, they they have they basically they walk on
1: water, bro. They're like freaking water bugs, but enormous. Yes. Well, and here's the thing:
0: is well, we we wandered quite a bit, but I don't give a shit.
1: Well, what we're basically talking about at this point is natural, mm-hmm. but not in the store-bought natural. Natural yeah. eggs,
0: natural bread,
1: natural silicon.
0: Oh, so another conversation that we that we had recently was um, whenever a particular kind of uh, wood becomes very popular.
1: All of a sudden, there's a magic blight that seems to wipe out most of or them. Or
0: some kind of bug. The, the, this bug is killing because beech is really a really popular wood right now. Hmm some kind of bug is killing all of the beech trees we need to cut them well, all, all like down well that's like several
1: billion freaking chestnut tree well several million freaking chestnut trees going extinct on a blight they cut down every freaking chestnut tree yeah. and what was going on at the time chestnut wood was really popular and what about the walnut
0: wood well and it'd be easy trees to blame the see. mills but it's not the mills it's, it's the businesses the, uh, i forget the governmental uh, oversight company it's not the businesses it's the freaking government because they can't go through it, haven't been able to for a very, very long time since the whole Elm elm fiasco, and even that was headed up, headed up by the government where they, they eradicated the Elm in certain areas. It's headed up by that ecological section, the e- EPA, I think it is. Environmental Protection, Protection yeah. Agency, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I believe that there's some kind of bug eating up the beach. It's the last one I'm aware of, and before that was ash. And well, they'll just go through and just mow it all down, you know, to keep it alive. Well, and here's the thing is there's a
1: lot of animals that they try to claim are really invasive that are not. Like, for instance, the gray squirrel in Europe. Mm-hmm. I went on a tiny bit of a tirade on the on the telegram recently on how the gray squirrel is not why the red squirrel is going extinct. because It's urbanization. It's urbanization. It's not just the red squirrel.
0: Because we have a very similar red squ- squirrel in America. And, uh, yes... We've actually looked into what it is that people say and then looked at, their, at the research behind, at least I have, the research behind the declining numbers of, the, uh, of the, uh, the red squirrel in Europe. But the environment, the behavior, basically there's so little difference between the European and North American red squirrel. Really don't do well in urban environments.
1: They do well in forests, though. And here's yes. the thing, there's in almost forest, no...
0: Man, they're, they're like squirrels are everywhere. Yeah. But you get in the city... The red squirrels, their their numbers are seriously good. They depressing. live
1: in the canopy. And here's the thing. Gray squirrels and fox squirrels can do okay in the city, but they still need trees. Right.
0: Well, they can even thrive if there's any any number of trees. Gray squirrels and, and fox squirrels thrive in the urban environment. Um, so they do really good at the whole scavenging thing, and they're big enough, fast enough, so on and so forth. Same with raccoons. That, that, they, can, that they can hang, yeah. Because it's harder for a cat to kill a fox squirrel or, or a gray squirrel by ambush. Because really that's the only way cats can kill anyways. But they have a higher survivability in the urban center than the red squirrel does. Uh, red squirrel relies mostly on camouflage to not die. Now, if you get out in the wilderness, there will be fox squirrels, gray squirrels, black squirrels, uh, red, flying squirrels, red squirrels. Chipmunks. Chipmunks. All these. And the red squirrel's just fine out there. So, what is, what is the difference? The urban is the, the mm-hmm. urban center is the difference.
1: Well, and what is effectively happening is they're distracting you mm-hmm. because if you're focused on this gray squirrel, if we kill enough of the gray squirrels, the red squirrels will be fine. You're not looking at the actual problem. And here's the thing in Britain, because this is one of the most advanced cases, it's not just the red squirrel. They're also killing your badgers. They're also killing hedgehogs. your hedgehogs. They're killing a lot of your Magpies, different animals.
0: Ravens. Um well, they there, there's freaking, a big long list. They of shot a
1: freaking white deer last year, a white stag, yeah. one of the most sacred animals of Europe. Have just
0: walked up to the damn thing, grabbed it by the fucking horns, and, and walked it out of the city.
1: But no, they killed it because it might present. Well, all ma- they'd
0: have to do is, you know, have those things. Uh, what is it that most guys don't have anymore? Balls. All they had to do was have the balls to walk up to the freaking deer, grab it by the antler, and walk it out. Yes, you can do that with wild deer. You have to have balls and grip strength. But you can do it because, yes, they will try to stab you. But fortunately, they have those great big giant handles on the top of their head. Yes, they're sharp, but they're only sharp on the ends. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the four spears they have at the end of their feet. Yes, which is why you grab them by the antlers and you start jerking on them so that they can't kick you. They're too busy trying to but not fall down. But on. everyone disliked that. Mm-hmm. No one liked that.
1: And this is the thing is... You can. The thing is, there's no rule that says our cities have to be built like this. There were so many people in Northern Europe before we built cities the way the Romans and the modern cities are built. And for anyone who's like, well, no, there wasn't. There was just scattered tribes. You try having just scattered tribes and repeatedly furnishing militaries of 10 to hundreds of thousands of men. Yeah. Just men. Hun- hundreds of thousands of just men. Repeatedly. You couldn't even do that with the modern U.S. military. Mm -mm. So how many people were living in Northern Europe? Maybe it's not as many as we are living there today, but it establishes that you can have huge population centers and still have basically a wilderness.
0: Well, and it's not like they was pulling those 100, 200, I think the the largest military I heard uh, heard of um, put forth by the Northern tribes was like a million man military force, all well, fighters.
1: Well, Freck, just the great heathen
0: army of uh, historic myth. Right. But they weren't pulling from all of Europe to get the, these men. And, and, you know, every fighting age man you need to report in and, and then we've managed to scrape together 100,000 men. No, it's, re, it's in regions. For the most part, it's in regions. Were there mercenary bands that traveled around looking for? Yes, yes but the numbers of those would have been so low it's just not even worth mentioning. So most of these 100,000-man these armies are coming from tribal regions, not all of Europe. Precisely. And
1: this is the thing, people. These cities, they keep acting like these are necessary. They're not. You can have as many people in a much better designed system. And here's the thing. We don't inherently hate the idea of any city. Lothlorien, Rivendell. Uh, yes, these are fantasy cities, but they actually work. You can make things that look like that have about the same amount of population center. It, the thing is... You can't do
0: it, though, and have all the diversity and or corruption and have it actually function.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is that cities are constantly growing and they're constantly dying. They're rotting from the outside, right. the inside out.
0: Right. If, we, if our people return more to our natural way of being and less, uh, I don't know, fuckery, fuckish, um, uh, there's a lot of things that we could do that we cannot do now.
1: Well, and the thing is, is American cities are far worse than most European cities. Not all. There are some European cities that make American cities look like frickin forest paradises.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. A lot of... There's groups that get really popular and they get really big because they're like, you're a white person, you're fantastic, you're amazing. And all white people were great, and it's just the outside influences that makes us horrible. Um, In part, that's true. But stop and ask yourself. every Because I don't know anybody that hasn't been fucked. Just fucked right over in some situation. Who was it that fucked you over? It's almost always... Someone who looks just like you. Yeah, it's almost always somebody that looks just like you. Now, what's the difference? They have a tendency to have a uh, universalistic perspective. But that itself is not the only criteria for being a dickhead. Well, and here's another thing. Rome and um, Hannibal, they took advantage of us fucking with each other. It's just the way that it is.
1: Yeah, the only reason Hannibal Our really failed—our corrupt
0: before we ever fell.
1: Yeah, way corrupt, like Gaul. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: the only reason Hannibal, Carthage, which was a white area and isn't anymore, the area Carthage but once upon a time it was—Hannibal. Um, yeah, he made the dumbass move of trying to get freaking elephants over the Alps. Mm-hmm. That was that was some.
0: Yeah, not the brightest I, I mean, move. We do stupid shit on occasion. Sometimes we also do brilliant stuff. It doesn't mean that we're just, oh, the bestest of the bestest. But we're also not the worst of the worst. We are who we are. We are the best at being Hyperborean. And if we can understand why is it that we do the things that we do and what is our natural responses to these things minus laws. Well,
1: here's another thing that I think is important to bring up is one of the reasons they are neutering culturally our males is very simple we naturally form war bands Mm -hmm. it is a d it is basically it is a rite of passage naturally for our males even if it's just stand by me a bunch of kids doing dumb shit
0: well our government has recently even come right out and said so that white males are the most dangerous group and they legitimately pointed at because we have a tendency to form war bands and here's the thing: and it, what are war bands going to do if if they don't have war? That's what they're scared of. Well, oh, the th- these natural war bands are forming, and then there's no outlet for them. Oh my! Well, that's part of the reason they're trying to get a war going. But the thing is, even though
1: our young males want to form war bands, we're also a lot of us are weak. Mm-hmm. Like all you have to do is look at Gen Z. No, and. The longer that we hold it back, the worse it's gonna be. It's why our people used to have war season.
0: Well, that's why Canada right now is scared. That's why they're cracking down the way way that they are. They came right out and admitted it. What they're scared of is is the Americans going to war not the not the American government. They're afraid of the American civilians going to war with the Canadian government on behalf of Canadian citizens. Yep. Why right out and said that? Well, and here's the
1: thing is they're not entirely wrong to be a little scared of that because simply put Mm -hmm. enough of our males are itching for war that if an actual civil war breaks out north of the border, there's going to be some of us that go north to join the resistance or just fuck shit up on our own. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing is right now, the Western world is collapsing in such a way that the war bands that form will carve out the new countries.
0: Well, and it's, Right now, everything is about distraction because the Western world put its fucking foot in its mouth up to its knee over the last couple of years, and nobody—they're they're trying their best to keep all this this information out of public hands, but it's getting into public hands. So all of a sudden, there's this the, the Canada cracks down on it, on its people, Australia doing the same thing, showing themselves to be the tyrants that they are. And then, because America is obliged to get involved and stop these these atrocities, right? Which would be a perfect fucking excuse. If they want to unite the, the United States, that'd be the perfect fucking excuse. Oh, those people, they're cracking down on their, on their people too hard. We're going to go in and we're going to set things straight. But nope, nope. Because that would go against what we're getting ready to do. So, now look at Eastern Europe. Well, and they've, everyone knows that it's the
1: U.S. trying to goad the, Russia into a war, mm-hmm. not Russia trying to start a war or even trying to take Ukraine. Because here's the thing. It's literally just a waiting game and
0: Ukraine will rejoin Russia. I mean, really, the way things have been set up, all Russia has to do to to win this engagement in the, on the global scale is nothing. That's literally all that they have to do because America and, and the EU, the U.N., have said so many things. All Russia has to do to make them look completely fucking stupid and justified in striking out is nothing.
1: Well, and the same is also true with Canada, because Canada has destroyed its own reputation. Mm -hmm. Fucking Romania is making fun of you. Romania. Yeah. And here's the other thing. What I was bringing up, and I just want to clarify this. The reason that I personally think it would only take an amount of time before Ukraine would just rejoin Russia, even if not as a territory, is because it's two options right now, effectively, are join NATO or join Russia. And the thing is, NATO is increasingly so freaking corrupt and is basically turning into the bad guys, more Mm. or less. If you want bad guys, the West is actually more of a bad guy right now with our governments in charge which are unnatural, the way our governments are set up and our countries are set up is unnatural, is where they're the bad guys, whereas Russia,
0: for all its
1: flaws and problems, are quickly becoming the good guys. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, have you noticed, too, over the last few decades as, uh, as various countries get more and more diverse? Let's be politically correct for a moment. They're getting more and more diverse. That the country, the leadership of said countries has slowly transitioned from country and countrymen to um, governmental powers. They call themselves a government, governmental powers, and civilians. Yeah, they are making it clear. You are, are drawing just, battle lines and have been for decades.
1: These are just the cattle. We are no longer the people of a country. Because the moment your country is not based on blood, or at the very least a shared culture, because hyperborean Americans, you've got your Swedes, you've got your well, Dutch, you've got you your Germans, your div- English, your Yankees, your Cajuns, your Pennsylvania. When Dutch. you get too diverse,
0: yeah, um, and, and I'm not talking about like individual tribes. I'm talking about peoples. You can't have it's you. There is no such thing as a cohesive culture at that point because each one of these races of man. Have a different psychology. Well, like we have were a talking biology, about biology, and we, we react differently to situations, which does affect our as, individual cultures.
1: Something as simple as a whistle, or how you run
0: business. Well, because I've tested, it. I was telling you today, um, I've tested it before. There's a particular whistle I'm not going to blow your eardrums out, but there's a there's a whistle that you can do, and I've tested it in pub- public spaces like crowded a bit stores like a and, or or um, at, at carnivals and whatnot. If you do like the wolf whistle. A couple people will look, oh, who's whistling and who are they whistling at? But there's a particular whistle. It's, it's a part of a thrush whistle. You do that, every white face within hearing range is looking. It's the weirdest instinctive thing I've ever seen, and it works every time no matter where I'm at, no matter what state I'm in. Every time I do that particular whistle, I see just an ocean of white faces turned towards me.
1: Well, we're still trying to figure out why that is, but... Our best idea is that it's so far as... It's got to be something instinctive. An alert whistle or something, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure. And um, another thing to bring up that I I actually want to bring this up, and it's a bit of a sideways thing from what we were just talking about, is I've been doing the animal lore contest on Telegram. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that is the most overlooked in European ethnic faith, despite the fact that it quite possibly has the broadest section of easily accessible information, is the animal lore. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everyone in America, especially, it's like, oh, the Native Americans with their wise raven and coyote and
0: whales, and right. well, and some of the some of the animals that got knocked out of the running, uh, like the mouse. It's actually a really, really important or the animal and go- in, go- in, in, to the to, to hyper hyperborean. hyperborean lore.
1: Mouse. Oh, I was really disappointed that the mouse, the goat, and the goose, because those three are actually surprisingly important. Mm-hmm and they didn't even get into the the they didn't even get into the actual competition they got knocked out in the prelims yeah and we have uh
0: but the have, eagle and the lion made it which are easily two of the
1: least important uh eagle is low C string if not D string and then the lion is complicated because there's no lions currently indigenous to Europe and while it has but some even when it was it was it was C string uh, yeah was C string? It wasn't D string, like I would possibly. Well, classify. no, because it at least ranked as worthy opponent for a hero to fight. Oh yeah, that's why Heracles fights one. Uh, but the uh, the more I've looked into the animal lore, the more I'm like, people, why is everyone ignoring this? Mm-hmm. And it's because they're trained to look only at the human lore, but there's an entire world of animal lore. That is actually really important, and we have actively ignored it. And here's the thing. It gets added to because, like, over here in America, there are animals that are not in Europe. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, the raccoon or the cardinal.
0: Well, and uh, we're getting close to the end, so I want to bring in my thing real quick on the way out the door. Is um, Like, you've been doing those posts with the bestiaries, particularly from Lore, L-O-R-E, And building up the story around it with the um, uh, what's that called when they black out the lines Um, redaction yes with the redactions and all this stuff and it's fun why because it's just that because it's fun everything is a hundred percent lore based and the reason being is if it's fun then it makes it easier to actually internalize the thing and honestly I think it's starting to work because we're hearing from third parties that some of our arguments are being made outside of our immediate circles. So I think it's beginning to work. Um, We released uh, one playing card, one game card on Ratatosk. uh, On Squirrel Day, as a matter of fact. We released that. And why? Because it's fun. Now, what did I put on that Ratatosk card? It was not what people are going to get from an academic circle. But it is still based 100%. On the lore. With the exception, I think, maybe of the effect. Because it's supposed to be a a playing card for like Magic the Gathering type game. Except for, you know, it's us. So there's an effect on there. And the effect just, eh, it's a thing. It's still loosely. I'm still loosely attaching it to the lore. But only in the sense of a game. But the description of Ratatosk, 100% based on the lore. And there's going to be more of them. And why? Because it's fun. It, hopefully we'll get people to look at these deities and these animals and these um, various cultural aspects in a different way from a dry academic. It's over there. I'm over here. And bring it closer.
1: Precisely. And it's like I've spoken about before. Like peop, white there are white people that have gone Shinto because of Hayao Miyazaki's films. Mm-hmm. And there's also people that have gone pagan because of Lord of the Rings. But they off in a weird direction with it but basically the sacred thing for our people it's not the it's not the it's not the story it's not the storyteller it is the act of storytelling that is the sacred part and that is what connects people and i'm gonna end with a quote that we've actually heard is something i said and i completely forgot i'd said it but it's a good one and it's uh here's the thing esotericism Doesn't do anything for anybody. Fuck your wife.
0: Plow your field. Build your damn house. Lorekeeper out. All right. Yep. And uh, I'm going to shoot out. Everybody keep having fun. Um, Get involved with people. Do things. At least shake somebody's hand and tell them, you know, have a good day or to fuck off. Either way. uh, Really fucks people up when you shake their hand and tell them to fuck off. So that is funny. Anyways. Um, don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Do keep your powder dry because the shit's getting real, real fast. I've been saying it for a while and now it's proven true. All right. See you guys next week.